Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Heartfelt Disease. It's still the Women Wahala series. So welcome, it's lovely to have you all on show today, wherever you're listening from. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate for our first time listeners, you're definitely welcome to Heartfelt's View. And we are happy to have you. For our old listeners that came back, you are the real OGs, right? And we are also happy to have you. It's still your favorite host, Lily Chiamaka. Welcome to the show again. Today, we'll be talking about contraceptives. And please, this is a disclaimer. This is for age-appropriate audience, okay? This is for age-appropriate audience because this is a very sensitive matter that we'll be talking about today. And I will not even be talking about it myself. I brought in an expert. Yes, I brought in a public health expert to do justice to this. And you'll be hearing from her next. Yes, so the next voice you'll be hearing from is hers. I'm not going to introduce her. She's going to introduce herself. It's really an amazing episode and i'm certain you'd enjoy it because i had fun recording this episode it was so beautiful stay tuned don't go anywhere hi there my name is chi and i am a public health officer at the abia state ministry of health today i'll be talking about one of my favorite topics to discuss um birth control And I say it's one of my favorite topics of discussion because I am passionate about men and women being able to exercise our human rights to life, you know, freedom of opinion, rights to unhindered education and work, which is highly, highly important, especially in today's economy. And just in general, being able to tap into, you know, the several health benefits that come with properly spacing childbirth, as well as being unencumbered by the responsibility of becoming parents too soon, or becoming parents to more children than can be managed, especially in today's Nigeria. Um, fact. <laughs> Did you know in 2020, there were about 1.9 billion women um, who were of reproductive age and out of that number, 270 million did not have access to birth control for various, various reasons. Um, yeah. Talking about birth control, the most common term um, for it here in Nigeria is family planning. So, you know, we'll just use the term interchangeably for the duration of the podcast. But family planning is basically the ability for people to anticipate and attain the number of children, if any, that they wish to have with considerations to spacing and timing. So this is often um, attained or you can often come about this through the use of contraceptives, birth control, which are, you know, medicines, devices or even surgery aimed at preventing pregnancy. Um, The other day, someone asked me what my opinion of family planning is. And I'll tell you right off the bat, I am very passionate about family planning Because um, when used properly and effectively, it really does give men and women a lot of agency, be it in, you know, reasonably spacing children or just completely preventing pregnancies for long or short periods of time. And um, 
I like that, you know, women can decide to stay in school and achieve the educational heights that they wish to without the untimely responsibility of a child or children, if that's what they so choose. I like that men can catch their breaths a bit right after marriage or whenever, really, knowing that the responsibility of providing for children can be pushed back a bit to allow for more earning power. Um, and these are just examples. Like I said, family planning provides couples and uh, or even individuals with agency when it comes to childbearing and rearing. I don't know if it's because of the part of Nigeria I'm in, but in, and I'm sure this must be an issue in other parts of the country as well. You're walking on the road, you see a young woman who clearly must be young, but because of the stress that she must be under, is looking a lot older than her age, carrying three, four, sometimes even five children, all under the age of what, 10? You know, maybe the oldest one would just be 11, something like that. And then you just see these small, 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 small children just surrounding her. A lot of the time, um, it's not ideal. It's not ideal because when you talk about birth spacing, and, and this is stuff that you could easily research children tend to do well um when the births are spaced um better at least two years in between each um birthing session both for mom and for the baby the birth weights are higher the mom is more her body is healed from the previous pregnancy and you know allows itself to recuperate but some people just maybe from not knowing better or being pushed or influenced or whatever you see people having kids like back to back year to year and, and it's funny to them you know it's a joke oh it's a running joke especially <laughs> I've, I've heard it as a running joke especially for men you know women i haven't really heard women joke like that but i, I wouldn't be surprised that like, you know I'm, I'm an equal i'm an equal opportunity um i, I call people out <laughs> i'm an equal opportunity color out <laughs> out color whatever <laughs> so like men will get this calling out women will get this calling out whatever but yeah right so when it comes to family planning there are actually a host of different methods to pick from which is what makes it um very empowering in this day and age especially because um what works for one woman might not work for you what works for a couple might not work for um a different couple so there are different um different methods of contraception to choose from um the method of contraception being chosen also depend on factors such as your overall health um why do you need to use the contraception some people use contraception for hormonal benefits you know regulating periods or even alleviating um endometriosis symptoms um, even acne. Some people take the pill for acne. Mm. <laughs> um, you would also consider possible side effects like um, painful periods. Is it going to make your periods more painful? Uh, 
how easy would it be to take it out if you wanted it out say tomorrow can you just stop the method of birth control can you just stop taking the pill can you just throw your condoms away or are you going to need to go into the hospital maybe to see a surgeon to extract the plant the implant rather from your arm or to I said surgeon, like a gynecologist, rather, to bring out the IUD that's been inserted in the cervix, you know. Um, you should also consider um, the safe, your safety and risks of uh, contracting STIs. It is only condoms that will prevent STIs as well as pregnancies. All other forms of birth control do not prevent STIs. So usually when you're on some other kind of birth control, say you have an implanting, an IUD, you're taking a pill. If you and your partner have not confirmed uh, that you are both free of STIs, it is very advisable to use a condom because uh, the pill is not going to protect you from STIs. IUDs are not going to protect you from STIs. Only condoms would do that. Right. So, um, like I said, there are different methods of contraception. You have the long-acting uh, reversible contraceptions, the IUDs, intrauterine devices. In the, it's a T-shaped copper coil. It's usually inserted up the cervix. Uh, a doctor does that for you. You can't do that yourself. You also have implants that can be, you know, surg surgically uh, put under the skin. I had a, a, a friend in uni. Hers was in her arm. <laughs> and it was the coolest thing. I, I hadn't even heard about implants at that point in my life. It was just, it was just the coolest thing. I used, I used to think she was half android. <laughs> Um, you have the barrier methods, condoms, which will prevent pregnancies and STIs. I'll just go back and say um, the IUDs and implants last for years. So some IUDs will last uh, around five years. And I believe there are some that will last uh, up to 10 years, actually, without having to change it. Maybe from time to time, you can just go in for a checkup, see that it's properly placed, that sort of thing. But yeah, it covers you for that long. Um, then you have emergency contraception, the morning after pill. Everybody's singing about posting all these days. So I, I, I guess in a way it's a good thing, <laughs> raising awareness. You have fertility awareness, um, which would be journaling or using an app to remind you for those of us who, who cannot, my sisters out there who I too busy or I cannot just sit down and be counting one, two, three, four, five, six to 14 to know when you're ovulating, that sort of thing. It's basically being aware of your fertility, um, your menstrual cycle uh, and having uh, unprotected sex on the days that will that you are least fertile if you're trying to prevent a pregnancy, which would be, um, you know, pre ovulation and post ovulation and also being able to calculate that pre-ovulation window properly because if you're not uh, being careful enough you can actually think that you're doing it before you ovulate but guess what sperm lives in the vagina for up to five days some people actually say a week some some resources say sperm can live up to a week five days seven days what's the difference it, it could just be and then you know pop you're getting that nine months assignment <laughs> And then finally, you have the permanent contraception, tubal ligation, and vasectomy. I'm sure a lot of people have heard about tying up the tubes. I don't think it's very common 
in Nigeria. I've heard about a few people who have had vasectomies. I was interning at a hospital in 2014. And throughout my time there, I think it was just one woman who came in to get her tubes tied. She just said, it's all, um, I, <laughs> we will not have it. We will not have it all. And she came in and she got her tubes tied, you know. These ones tend to be more permanent, uh, even though there are you know, a few outliers, I, I believe for the tubal ligation, one in 200 women will heal back and get pregnant again. One in 200 is quite rare though. So it's more permanent. And this option usually is for people, well, I can't tell you who it's for. Some people just don't want to have kids and maybe this might be the option for you. Some people are done having kids or they feel like they don't want any more. Maybe they've tried other, um, methods of birth control the pill can be difficult to remember to take it it does have its own side effects iud's i have heard can make the periods more painful um implants can move and change position and become less effective so so maybe someone has said has tried these other methods and seen oh it's not effective i just keep having more and more babies and then, you know, the man can decide to get the vasectomy or the woman can tie her tubes. Sometimes couples even go on it as a joint journey, you know. So I guess it can be a bonding experience. What would I recommend, really? Which method of birth control would I recommend? I would recommend the birth... <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. I would recommend the method of... Uh, birth control, the contraceptive method that suits you best. What might work for Ada might not work for Simbi. What might work for, um, what Ali might be comfortable that Simbi is using might not be what uh, Obi will be comfortable that Ada is using. So, uh, you know, usually it's helpful uh, if couples can come together and decide together on these things or if you're seeking birth control as an individual, it's also good to give it a deep thought, explore your options and really see what you can um, work with, what your body will accept. In my first year of uni, I, no, 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 my second year of uni, I actually got on the pill, but I, I had it to regulate my periods. I was I was a late bloomer, started getting the periods quite late. And so when it finally came, it was so, so irregular. And a friend of mine, uh, the one, the one with the implants, yeah, (laughs) she, you know, she told me, hey, she, um, cause it it would get embarrassing. It would get really embarrassing. Just imagine a uni babe in class and then she just gets her flow, you know? And then my friend told me, do you know what? I use this pill. It helps me, clears my skin, regulates my period. Why don't you get on it? Brethren, do you know that I actually went to the pharmacy and, and this pill was, um, I believe it was Levonorgestrel. It was on the shelves, picked it up. You just over the counter medication, really picked it up, started using it. And within the next month, I developed lumps in my breasts. I was so worried. This was that time when uh, breast cancer, WhatsApp circulars were just circulating everywhere. Every day, my mommy would be forwarding messages to me on how to, you know, <laughs> check myself to see if there are lumps in my breast. And then I noticed that there were lumps in my breast. It was just such a crazy time. 
I ran to the hospital, obviously. The doctor recommended an ultrasound, which I did. And then he, he was looking at it. And he said to me, hey, are you on birth control? Just just out of the blue, are you on birth control? I looked at him. I said, yes, yes, doctor, I'm on birth control. And the man said, who prescribed it for you? Then I went on to explain my story, my friend, etc. And he says to me, I think you should get off it and you should, before you do before you do things like that, you need to consult someone and see what your body accepts, you know. So, yeah, I got off that. And true, true, yeah, in in a couple of months, I those, those lumps were gone. I didn't notice them anymore. They were just nodules and, you know, they were gone. So, yeah, it's always good to see someone who is informed, a physician, um, usually at the family planning clinics, usually these things are done at primary health care, so you can speak to a nurse, you know, like, nurse, you, you know, you just speak to them, tell them, they get your health history usually, and they can advise you some more on that, yeah. Right, so... Um, are contraceptives really necessary pros and cons right off the bat? I, I guess it's not, I guess I believe you already know my answer. Yes, 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 yes. I cannot stress it enough. I think adopting a form of, uh, birth control, a contraceptive plan is important, not just for women. Usually people think this is women's uh, wahala, women's issues. I think it's important for the family as well. Even if even if you decide that you don't want any foreign substances in your body, you feel the pill is making you put on weight, you feel the IUD is disrupting your peace during the period, um, different, different reasons. You don't want to go so extreme as to tie your tubes or get your husband to get snipped. Listen, I will implore you to download an app on the Google Play Store or Apple Market or whatever people you Apple people <laughs> use and monitor your cycle. If you don't want to go the app route, I know some women journal and write it down, you know, symptoms of uh, symptoms uh, at different points in your cycle and just monitor your cycle. Even if you feel like you're one serious odogu, you have all the money in the world, you want to give birth to all the children in your uh, bodies that God has put there. Very, very funny um concepts you hear every day but you know some people some people just feel like hey hey um god has put so and so number of children in my bellies and they'll in my belly and they'll just keep coming out coming out coming out till god says i should close shop you know think about the quality of life of your children that you already have a lot of the time people are looking at themselves alone thinking about their own immediate pleasures Say, okay, you're not a student, you're done with school, you have all the money in the world to cater to 9, 10, 11 children. That's fine. That's your business. But at some point, 
if your if the quality of your kid's life and when I say quality of life I'm not talking just monetarily I'm talking you know emotionally are you able to bond with that kid well and, and the more they are in number it can be difficult to achieve that I'm not saying it's impossible because somebody some people are super parents they can cater to uh however number of kids they have adequately and it doesn't matter but I'm saying if you can honestly say to yourself that having so and so number of kids isn't going to take my time away from the number I already have it's not disrupting from that family bonding you know time it's not uh, giving me BP when it comes to pay school fees or feed the children right especially in this Nigeria of today <laughs> with your subsidy gone <laughs> if you can honestly say that it's not going to affect you be my guest but I feel and I believe that at some point in everyone's lives or in most people's lives it's not going to generalize but in most people's lives it's it's good to adopt some form of um, birth control you know yeah like I said major major point for me it gives people agency it allows you to live life. Um, it allows, it allows, <laughs> we'll trim that part out. It allows you to live life more purposefully. It also lets you space your birth, your birth, um, your childbearing properly to give the children higher chances of health. Yes, that's my opinion on the whole thing. Obviously, there are cons um, to birth control, which would largely depend on the method of birth control that you are employing. These are things to discuss with your healthcare provider. And your healthcare provider just might be limited depending on how exposed they are. Don't just stop there after seeing someone. I think you should, um, you know, go on the internet reputable internet sites please don't go to someone's blog and decide to go with the pill that they went with just because they went with it i did that in second year of uni and look how that turned out for me go to proper websites the cdc has so many things on birth control who even unicef um so yeah this information is out there educate yourselves and yeah your health is your wealth (laughs) all right guys it's been my pleasure discussing this today um i wish you all well in your birth control journey i know i know we didn't talk much about um you know access to birth control sometimes um the stigma that can be attached to it that's a whole topic for another day but if you're able to get birth control i would implore you to if you feel like it's the right step for you and if you feel like you don't want any foreign substances in your body you don't want to use a condom because you feel like condoms are not um, the exact same feel as skin to skin please please everybody be sexually aware and you know avoid stis but if you feel like that's not the route for you then just journal and try to understand your body get your symptoms pre post ovulation and yeah take care everyone bye It's also very important to note that contraceptives are not abortificants. Okay, what I mean by this is that the pill is not going to abort your baby if you get pregnant while on the pill. 
it's very rare but every now and then you hear um stories or in my case you read stories of women who have gotten pregnant regardless of their of them having iud's inserted it is rare it's not the norm um the the amount of hormones and the kind of hormones in the standard pill so you have progesterone only pills and you have combination pills the combination of the hormones in these pills or the hormones in the pills depending on which you're on are not enough or are not the kind that would expel that would cause contractions strong enough to expel a fetus that has already been implanted in the uterine wall so i think part of the stigma that comes with contraception or contraceptive use is that people sometimes assume that um being on a contraceptive is akin to aborting a baby no being on a contraceptive uh method is preventing the event from happening is preventing that pregnancy from happening abortion on the other hand or miscarriage depending on which is the expulsion of that fetus after the event of pregnancy has occurred yes i feel like uh if more people understand the difference you know it can help to lessen that stigma around contraceptive use also (laughs) i'm sure you must have heard me say it um at the beginning or earlier on in the podcast people talking about all wanting to have the complete number of children that god has put in their bellies um that sort of thing we'll start from the point that your children are not in your bellies let's start from there and also if every single um if if every single sperm cell lived to see a day as a full-fledged um zygote fetus person in this world we <laughs> we think the world is overpopulated now my goodness if that was a possibility the world would have ended imploded on itself like years years eons ago it's just not um it's just not a thing it's not feasible it's not realistic you know so and, and you know making comments like that oh how keep giving birth until you know it stops if you are if you happen to be a very fertile woman that could be that that could be like you know lots and lots of kids before you reach menopause and it's unrealistic you know so but at the same time you know people are we live in a free world, as free as can be in today's Nigeria. Yeah, and people should be able to make informed decisions, you know, and if 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 you've been informed and you still want to go ahead and, you know, have tons and tons of kids, definitely um that's fine. It's you know, everything in life is a choice. Well, most things in life, especially in, I keep saying especially in Nigeria because Nigeria conditions are not the same as <laughs> other world conditions but a lot of things in nigeria are a choice maybe not everything but a lot are and and yeah this might or might not be one of them for you depending on your circumstances or your situations but i can assure you or i hope i can assure you and think that birth control 
just might be able to help you. Might be an option you might want to explore. Yeah. Oh, and just to add before I round up, I know I didn't touch um, much on the stigma that comes with seeking birth control as a single woman, especially. I have seen a lot of instances where um, single women or even married women without the consent of their husbands are not allowed to access uh, birth control or are stigmatized. You know, you hear a lot of people who say, oh, I can't go there. They'll tell my mommy. <laughs> they'll tell my church members. They'll gossip about me, you know, or they'll look at me funny. I will be honest with you and tell you that this is a problem still in some parts of the country today. What I will advise, the easiest, simplest advice I have seen or that I think is practical would be going to a private clinic. Private clinics are more expensive, but they usually don't have a lot of these um uh, how do I say this? A lot of these barriers, such as stigma, a lot of them are in it for the money. They'll tell you in their mission statements that they care about your health and everything, which, which you know, I'm sure most of them do. Um, but yeah, private clinics just might be your best bet to avoid all those um, emotional, you know, emotional things and all that stuff to avoid the stigma and things like that because they see a lot of things um and chances are your case is just not new to them so yeah (laughs) okay um i wish everyone well take care thank you so much chi thank you so much for all of the amazing insights you shared i I personally have learned a lot from this and it was so nice having a seasoned expert talk about this we're getting first-hand verified information so thank you so much chi for sharing everything that you shared of course i know it's not everything you know because (laughs) i'm certain if we had let you go on and on and on and share so much insightful stuff but thank you so much for sharing this everyone in Hatfieldsville I hope you all learned a lot and I hope you actually put these things into practice because knowledge that is not used is not useful did you get that knowledge that is not used is not useful right so yes we'll be expecting your feedbacks your comments can always reach out to us on plus two three four eight one three seven five five two seven plus two three four eight one three seven two one five five two seven and you can also send us an email on hatfeldoses at gmail.com or reach out to us on instagram at hatfeldoses we are always available to take your comments your questions whatever it is that you want to let us know we are definitely open to it we're also open to episode topics that you like us to discuss okay so till next time bye